down far enough for me to just to swallow. <laughs> I hate that the recording started there. You talking? <laughs> for real? I'm sorry, man. You good, Aki? You over there eating what? Some peanuts? <laughs> fucking honey roasted cashews is real. All right, welcome, welcome, welcome. We are here. Episode 12 of the Fire This Time podcast. My Peace. name is Sonny Ture. And I'm Akita G. And uh, we happy to be here. Uh, just want to say thank you to all the listeners. Um, yeah, today, uh, just give them a quick rundown of the, the major topics of today, Aki. Well, today, you know, we're going to talk about a couple of things. You know, we're going to talk about the current event that happened last night with the um, of um, Jacob Blake and uh, Kenosha, Wisconsin. And then we're going to talk about the Brianna Con that went down in Louisville and, and basically just continue our conversation of, you know, black celebrity, clout, you know what I'm saying? And, uh, you know, kind of talk about somewhat of the politics of recognition, you know, yeah. and, and how that plays into, um, you know, exactly what political actions are we taking and what do we expect from them? I think, yeah, just as a preview, I think there's great things about what, uh, until freedom is doing with Brianna Khan, and mm-hmm. there's some things that give me concern. So you know, we'll be talking about both sides of it. Gonna jump into that. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna jump into that. Um, but uh, but for right now, just another reminder: just go ahead and share uh, this. The link to the podcast uh, on your timelines, on your stories, on your Facebook, Twitter, all that. Uh, we're there at uh, we're there at uh, Fire This Time Pod at Fire This Time Pod. And we're also uh, on Facebook at Fire This Time Podcast. Uh, so uh, also share it with uh, your homies. You know what I'm saying? Share it with your kin. Baby Sh- mamas. Yeah. <laughs> Baby daddy. Anybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, anybody that uh, might uh, really want to tune in, what, what we sharing, what type of vibe we coming with. Uh, yeah. Just uh, make sure we're trying to get the word out. So Most it- definitely. Most definitely. And, uh, you know, we're going to definitely have to, too, get, can't forget this week's fire. And we're going to, for this week's fire, you know, we're going to give y'all Black August. You know, we're going to give you a little bit of Black August, you know. Yep. And um, to keep in the tune of Black August, you know, we know Black August is a holiday that, you know, and a holy day that we celebrate to honor our political prisoners, POWs, prisoners of war, who are incarcerated in the bellies of, you know, the incarcerated in the bellies of the jails of and prisons of the United States in those hells. So we always got to give honor and glory and, and, and respect to those who have passed and those that are still living. Mm-hmm. And so Black August is definitely a, a month to commemorate that. And so through this month, we have a lot of great, you know, heroes and, 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 and moments that we should all probably, you know, Check out. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm going to turn it over to Sonny, and Sonny's going to go through some of these Black August E uh, moments yeah. that we can think about. And it's important moments, too, because some of this shit I didn't know. So, yeah, we, uh, we've we been doing this for the past uh, handful of episodes ever uh, since our first August episode. So uh, we're going to pick it up where we left off. Um, August 18th, we're here in Black August Resistance, com- uh, commemorating every day. Uh, August 18th, 1970. Angela Davis becomes the third woman placed on the FBI's most wanted list. Wow. So, um, yeah, that's definitely, uh, if you don't know that story, uh, you need to tune in. Uh, 
Make sure you uh, understand exactly how Angela Davis, uh, you know, who her comrades were at that time. You how she got that name of hers. Yeah, you know, the, the free Angela, Angela's Welcome Here campaigns, all that. Um, definitely an important part of our the black radical tr- tradition here in the United States. Definitely played her part. Mm-hmm. Uh, August 19th, 1958, Clara Looper and students launched the Oklahoma sit-ins. Now, this uh, definitely interested me. Um, as, you know, typically people think that 1960 is the year that really started the student sit-in movement. And indeed, that is when it really took off nationwide with the Greensboro sit-ins that started in 1960. But in 1958, Clara Looper and students launched the Oklahoma sit-ins two years prior. And I'll just read a little bit from the Black Man Bill Page real quick. Clara, along with her son, daughter, and other students from the NAACP Youth Council, engaged in a nonviolent protest at the Katz Drugstore in downtown Oklahoma. Clara and her students asked to be served, and the owner refused. Clara and her students remained at the store from open until close, despite a police presence, hostility, and threats. Two, day, two days after the initial protest, Katz corporate management in Kansas City desegregated its lunch counters in three states. Clara's success later spurred the Greensboro sit-in. Oh, shit, I didn't know that. So, uh, big shout out to Clara. You know what I'm saying? A little black history fact. That, uh, unsung uh, hero. Yeah, unsung hero for sure. Let's keep it moving. August 20th, 1619, the first Africans arrive in Jamestown. Uh, Virginia so um, they were they were kidnapped kidnapped by the Portuguese and brought to the British colony of Virginia by way of the transatlantic slave trade the arrival of the enslaved Africans marked a beginning of two and a half centuries of slavery in North America and it was a catalyst to over 400 years of oppression of black people in the United States and globally and uh, I think it's important to note that that 1619 start date for the enslavement Mm -hmm. of Africans uh, with uh, in the Americas is a contested one. Yeah. Um, but it's a beginning. Uh, I think it's, it's it's one worth noting. In, in a sense. It's one for us here in North America. But you got to remember that the Spanish was coming over here before mm-hmm. the British were, mm-hmm. and the Spanish was bringing slaves with them, and they were all in the islands and all in those places right there. For sure. So for sure. And the first African, uh, I know a lot of the. Uh, slave trade actually began on the islands off of the coast of Africa yeah off the west coast of Africa mm-hmm. uh, European countries you know colonized those islands uh, made them I believe sugar plantations yeah and then um, in the preceding decades you know brought that system to the United States uh, and, and uh, not to the United States at, at that time but the Americas I should say yeah. the Americas yeah um, yeah so let's keep it moving um, August 21st, 1831. You know this one, Aki? The start of Nat Turner's Rebellion. I was just, I was thinking uh, that, but I didn't throw it out there. I was like, that's, yeah, Nat, yeah, Nat's in August. Yeah. Yeah, and that, that this is a big one for, uh, you know, for Black August Resistance. Um, so yeah, let's just uh, kick off the conversation. I'll read what's here on Black Man Build. Uh, again, if you if you haven't yet, make sure you follow at Black Man Build on Instagram and also uh, check them out on Facebook. So on this day in August, Nat Turner's Rebellion began in uh, August 21st, 1831. 
Turner led the uprising of enslaved black people in Southampton County, Virginia. The rebellion was suppressed on August 23rd, but Turner survived for more than two months in hiding. He was tried, convicted, and hanged for his actions. The state executed over 50 enslaved black people accused of being part of the rebellion, while white militias and mobs killed over 120 free and enslaved black people. And I believe that it was around 40 or 50 white people that mm-hmm. were killed by the Natural Rebellion. Numbers go, they vary up and down, they say. Mm-hmm. You know? So, uh, yeah, an important day in our history. Anything you want to say about Nat Turner's Rebellion? He was a G. <laughs> That's all they got to say about Nat Turner right there. Nat Turner was a straight G. He understood what he needed to do to get free, and he was willing to die to get free. He, with, 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 with the slogan say, get free or die trying. Anything you want to say? just in the lineage you know he was just in the lineage from what they say his daddy was a runaway I don't know how true that was but they say his daddy ran away some people say his daddy tried to run away and got killed nobody really knows but I mean something triggered in Nat Turner to be a fighter or something triggered in Nat Turner that this shit ain't right because Nat Turner was a lot of times like a lot of our people people need to research Black Sam Black Sam was a black evangelist mm-hmm. And that's that's what Nat Turner came in, that little tradition where they was taking black people during the, the, the what was that thing, the, um, where they was they was doing all these an, 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 evangelical movements around the country, mm-hmm. and they was producing all these little black ministers. That's when they started letting black folks get into Christianity. They started introducing them to Christianity. Mm-hmm. Black Sam was like the first big one. Nat Turner just came through that tradition, but some shit in him triggered, mm-hmm. and he rebelled. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's why I say Matt Turner was the G. He he used what he had to rebel. Another thing that Turner was likely influenced by happened. Let's see, I guess this would be forty years prior in seventeen ninety one, August twenty second, seventeen ninety one. The next day uh, in history, Haitian Revolution. Yes, the Haitian Revolution begins. Uh, the Haitian Revolution began on August 22nd, uh, 1791. The revolution was led by self-liberated slaves against French colonial rule in Saint-Domingue. The revolution ended officially in 1804. That's a long struggle right there. Long struggle. With, Haiti, with Haiti becoming independent. The Haitian Revolution led to the historic founding of a state that was free from slavery and governed and governed by formerly enslaved black people. And I, I guess just my initial comments on this is we lack um I, I, I think the full knowledge of just how much the Haitian Revolution affected all black people. All Africans in the diaspora, especially in the uh, in the Americas, yeah, um, and just how much that uh, uh, revolutionary Haiti uh, in the years during and after their revolution mm-hmm. uh, influenced and empowered revolutionary consciousness uh, 
in the black diaspora on this side of the world. Uh, and Gerald Horn's book, Confronting Black Jacobins, uh, really gets into a lot of that history. Yeah, I'm, the, the, the Haitian Revolution, the, first of all, Haiti's the first black nation state. Mm-hmm. Out of colonialism. It was free before any African-European nation was free from colonialism. Haitian broke free, you know. Um, it was right around the way, but Haitian re- reached out to us. Haiti reached out to us. Um, they reached out to all African people at that time. You know, it was just that every place around them was a slave. So you know, it couldn't. They could only do so much. And you know, a lot of what Haiti's going through right now today is is due to, I think, the Europeans' anger. Oh yeah, for being free, break Haiti used to be the the largest sugar producer, and yeah, the the forced indebtedness of of revolutionary Haiti, of Black mm-hmm. Haiti, to their former colonizers. Yes, and also the United States involvement. Yes, through uh, every decade, mm-hmm. <laughs> through every decade uh, since that time. Uh, in the prolonged uh, subordination of uh, Haiti, Haiti's autonomy and self-determination. Uh, I'm talking about, we're talking about embargoes and just straight up political and economic repression yeah. that uh, United States... exploitation. Yeah, United States does on behalf of the white supremacist global power structure, you know what I'm saying? And, and the colonial rule uh, of, you know, the, you know, this 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 power, this colonial power. I mean, Haiti is a beautiful place, you know. And oh, I should say, a blue. I got a beautiful culture, you know. When you go into a place and most of the people practice some form of voodoo, some form of voodoo, like that's that's the joint. Mm-hmm. That's like state religion, probably. Straight off the kind, like you don't have to go all the way across the seas to go to Africa to go and find it. You can find it right there in the island sometimes. You know, and they said it's kind of like that in, uh, I think, Venezuela, where they practice a lot of indigenous religion. And, uh, Could be. Yeah. Winty. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe it's uh, another spot, too, I'm thinking about as well. Um, but, yeah, let's uh, let's keep it rolling. Uh, yeah. Yeah, because uh, <laughs> yeah, we can keep on going on, uh, on that. I was about to bring up CLR James. You know what I'm saying? That's a whole other conversation. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, let's keep it rolling. August 23rd. 1943, Russell Maroon Schultz was born. Now, who is this brother Russell, uh, nicknamed Maroon Schultz? Don't know who he be. He was born August 23rd, 1943. Maroon is a founding member of the Black Unity Council, former member of the Black Panther Party, a member of the Black Liberation Army. He is serving multiple life sentences as a U.S. held political prisoner and prisoner of war right now, currently. Schultz was implicated in the death of Officer Frank Von Kahn. Frank Von Kahn. Sounds like some straight fear shit. <laughs> straight right. Nazi fear shit. Yeah, he definitely came over. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> Established himself. Yeah, probably a son of one of the Nazi scientists, the yeah. U.S. recruited recruiter. Yeah, some. Yeah, we we already we put in the backstory on this man. Uh, he was implicated in the death of Officer Frank von Kahn, 
which led to a 2 a.m. raid on the Black Panthers headquarters in Philadelphia. Russell and four others who became known as the Philly Five were immediately charged with the attack. So, um, yeah, this is one of our POWs, prisoners of war. And, um, you know, for anyone moved by his story and want to know more, make sure you uh, look this brother up. Russell Maroon Schultz. And also, uh, you know, let's search, make sure we search out his address. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And try to send him some mail. You know, reach out. You know, send, send his brother some love. He's been locked up for, uh, you know, a while, it seems. So, he could definitely use that. Philly 5. I'm trying to think. Is that late 70s? Late 70s? Yeah, it, it didn't give a year for the raid. Uh, but, yeah, that's that's part of our homework right there. Yeah. Um, all right, let's keep it moving. August 24th, today's date, but in 2003, uh, the passing of Sophia Bukhari. Now, Sophia Bukhari passed on, like I said, August 24th, 2003. Bukhari was an American political prisoner and member of the Black Panther Party. She was also the co-founder of the Free Mumia Abu-Jamal Coalition. Mumia Abu-Jamal is another one of our prisoners of war. Yes. Currently locked up. The Jericho Movement for U.S. Political political Prisoners and Prisoners of War um, and was the vice president of the Republic of New Africa. Oh, damn. So this sister right here definitely is um, deserving of our respect. Always. And our uh, definitely our attention. You know, we should learn more about her, her story, and also the organizations that she was part of. Mm. So, um, yeah, I, you know, the Jericho movement, as well as the Republic of New Africa. You know, I know, of course, some somewhat about the Republic of New Africa. Yeah, but the Jericho movement, not, that's not one I'm I'm as familiar with. So I'm gonna look it's, into that. It's eighties formation. All right. So, yeah, that's our update. You know what I'm saying? Bringing us forward to uh, the, the current day in uh, uh, Black August resistance. So um, our next topic for today, uh, if you ain't got no more comments on Black August, it, you know, you want to introduce us to what we're talking about next? Yeah. Um, we're going to talk, going to probably roll into the, the current situation right now, you know, with Jacob Blake, man. Um, he was shot last night or yesterday, I should say. Um, in Kenosha, Wisconsin. It's not far from Milwaukee. And um, he was shot last night. Shot in the back. I seen the footage. Walking around his car. And it's like, you know, just another senseless murder of uh, a black man. The brother's still alive. He's still alive. He's not dead. He's not dead. He's not dead. Okay. Now, it was reported last night that he had passed. Oh, um, but it was it was reported this morning. This is when I learned the news uh, that I believe his father said that my my son is still alive. Okay, then. so uh, you know, thankfully, uh, uh, Jacob Blake is still alive uh, after taking them seven shots. You know, in front seven of, his, of in front of his children. How many did they say was fired though? I think they said like what twenty shots was fired. I'm not sure. I got to look into that. Okay. Well, it was just right directly. The joint, when I seen the footage, it was directly on him. So I think it was just about seven or I saw the footage, too. I don't typically look at that. You know what I'm saying? It was there, though. Yeah, it was right. Like you said, bro, it was point blank. I mean, they was up on him. This is like a foot and a half, two feet away, Mm -hmm. max. 
I'm so surprised, you know what I'm saying? And if he took another snap, he could have pistol whooped him. I'm saying. He could have hit him with the pistol. That's how close he was to him. And to learn that his children was in the car, mm-hmm. was in the van, that's horrific. Well, you know, we checked out the, uh, the, the little press conference they did, and, you know, um, they said they the, 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 the who, I forgot who was the brother, what, what was the brother again? Was he a attorney general or whatever who he was? Lieutenant, Lieutenant Governor? Yeah, Lieutenant Governor or something. He said, like, straight up, it was a straight malicious thing. That was malicious. It wasn't, it wasn't no mistake in it. It wasn't no procedural mishap, nothing. No, that was a straight up malicious shoot you in your back while you walking away type shit. And the lieutenant governor of Wisconsin has said that, yeah, during the press conference that we watched, uh, I think that took that took place today on the 24th. Yeah. Uh, so, which makes me ask, why ain't the officer arrested yet? Exactly. You know, of course, we know somewhat the answer to that, the protection that police unions mm-hmm. afford officers and how they require prior a certain amount of time, da 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 for Got investigation. Got to investigate. We we all seen that video. We all know what's up. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, now I want to know that it was it was only one officer one the one that fired shots because like you said if it was twenty shots, I think then it, was, it had to be more than one. I officer. think it was one officer. I think it was one officer. That's why I said I doubt that it was twenty shots. Yeah, I think it was one officer, and you generally only got about. Well, officers get they get different standards, so they they could have sixteen shots. Mm-hmm. But. Shot seven times point blank. That that nine times out of ten, that's what it is. And you know, the shooter man when he turned around, first of all, you a bitch for that. You know. But um you could you know, if it was like that, you could have just hit him with a, uh, a taser or something. They said that I think he did get hit with a taser. Oh, you took it like a G. I think so. Okay, okay, then <laughs> you already know that they seen that that ignited all day. Oh, we shooting this nigga. <laughs> oh, bro. <bruh. laughs> I mean, yeah, I think that's the same thing that that cracker was saying about Mike Brown. Talking about when he he saw the superhuman strength and he started fearing for his life. <laughs> that uh, it ain't you know, if, me, if Mike Brown's knuckles grazed him, that he might pass away. You already know all that. So you super fearful of that strength and shit because you use something that can kill him. Hey. White white people be thinking they fear is logical. They white people when white people talk about they fear of black people, they get it. They, they <laughs> we don't be getting shit. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you say we don't get it. They get it, right? <laughs> hey, shoot. I mean, you know, but that's like that's not something. You know, man. We we still going through it. You know, that's black man shot in the street. I don't know what number is that. That's about what 112, 120, 121, something like that. I think. Uh, I, well, I don't know. The numbers as far as how many black people are shot by police is much higher oh. than, than the number killed. Okay, then. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, uh, I think I think the number of black men killed by police this year is at 119. Okay. And the number of black women is still just Breonna Taylor at one. That's a good thing. It's a good thing we only keep it at Breonna as one, you know. But, um... You know, unfortunately, you know, we got we got this, we got this pop up again. And so it's like, you know, the people in Wisconsin may be seeming to be a little, you know, riled up. So, you know, we yet they, to see what they may do. Bruh, let's talk about um the the good news that came out of Kenosha, Wisconsin last night. What was that? The officer that went to sleep 
Oh yeah. Off taking that brick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was nice right there. That was nice. He caught yeah, he did, yeah. That 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 was a beautiful event right there. They you know, I wish I could use that, like, you know, just keep rewinding it. <laughs> and keep whining it. And keep whining it. You know what I'm saying? That'd be a nice screensaver right there. Oh yeah. You know what I'm saying? Officer caught that brick. But the thing is, that was a, that it came from a distance. Like like it just came out of nowhere and it no, it wasn't close range. It, you know, uh when we was growing up, we had uh the the, the cell phones that had the ringbacks, like niggas call you mm-hmm. and a song play. Yeah. You know, we use Zoom and, and, and FaceTime a lot now. Now, yeah. what if we could make, like, a video back, like a FaceTime I back? I think we probably could tone. do that. Like, every time somebody tried to FaceTime you or Zoom you, it just played that. <laughs> the officer getting bricked on repeat. Because it came out of, it, whoever clocked him, clocked him. Awesome. Bruh. I, I, and he was out. Before he hit the ground. <laughs> that nigga was out. <laughs> he was out. That's crazy, man. That's, I'm, I'm sorry, man. Yeah, great shot. You know what I'm saying? Beautiful. I, I hope we never know who threw it. Hope we never know who threw it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even care to know who threw it. You right, I hope, I hope we... Because the person who threw it was off camera. You know, yeah. Whoever threw it, hope they live a righteous life. Yeah, hopefully you, you, know? you free to, the, to this day. <laughs> you know, and that, that's what's up right there. I don't think they even got that right there. I don't, I don't think... I don't think... I think he got away good. He, believe me, if he, if he really wanted us, he threw that brick, and when he seen it connect, he was out. He wasn't. He wasn't even facing the situation when they connected. Like he had already no, no, turned. No, he seen the connect, and then he was gone. And this boy, hey, you got that on camera? I got you, bro. I'm gone. <laughs> Facebook that live. Different direction. Facebook yeah. that live. You can take credit for that one right there. You you in the clear. So, and then you seen the, you seen the reaction from us. You know what I'm saying? After they connected. Yeah. <laughs> Put your hands get. Come on over here with <laughs> But hey, but why why am I saying that? You already know big reason why I'm saying that, but also as we we know how they do in the situation, the police arrive on the scene violently. Yep. And trying to debo shit. Exactly. You know, get back. Get back. I'm trying to tell you what happened. Get back. Come on. You know how they do. And that's exactly what was reported out of uh, Kenosha last night that the the police showed up on some violent shit So No I, I don't feel bad In fact Nigga I'm happy You know <laughs> that's, that Most definitely Most definitely You know he need he might need to get inducted Into the you know Might need to put him up for an award At the end of the year Best break thrown So far <laughs> <laughs> So far So far <laughs> 2020 we, we gotta put some of these clips Next to each other I remember the brother that hit uh, The officer With that right hook with yeah. that, that straight right maybe Yeah Oh, bro! After he knocked his phone out of his hands, and he was stepping back, bro. he was stepping back and hooking with that one. Yeah, that's it. And was gone before anybody could touch him. <laughs> he was out before the officer fell. The nigga got ran yeah. off. That's all you heard was feet. And it's funny because the camera like followed the man running and came back, and you just seen the like, officer still. Oh, he's still falling over and shit. The high to get up. The highest point of the officer was his knees just. <laughs> <laughs> Just stuck in the air. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, bro. Uh, it's always good to see pigs get punched out. I said, say it. But thanks, Jordan. Off that, uh, yeah, exactly. Off that, that funny note. You know what I'm saying? Um, we got to we I definitely show love to Jacob Blake's family. You yes. know what I'm saying? And uh, and the Kenosha, Wisconsin community. Yes. As they going through what they going through, rising it's, up as they are. It's terrible. They had to experience this experience like other many cities have. 
You know? Mm-hmm. And Jacob Blake is only one of a handful of names that we know as far as people shot and or and or killed uh, by police this year. By police. Uh, and that type of brutalization of our people, you know what I'm saying? Uh, something we all got to take on, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, as a, a personal and communal affront against who we are as a people. You know what I'm saying? Uh, This is not the price that we have to pay for our Americanization. Mm. You know what I'm saying? This is oppression. This is colonization. Most definitely. That's what this is. Um, This this, this is not just, um, you know, a a simple affair of just uh, an officer getting something wrong. Hmm. You know, this is systemic racism as laid out in Black Power by Kwame Turan. It's a system. They just don't get it. You know, but, you know, we're going we gonna, to um, jump into the next, you know, flow into the next uh, topic of the night. Um, we're going to talk about Brianna. Mm-hmm. So we're going to take a little break real quick and then come back and, uh, like like Aki said, get into Brianna Khan and kind of, you know, have a maybe part two of our conversation that we began last week a little bit. Just talking about black celebrity. Yeah. Uh, but like I said, you know, it's more complicated than that. You know, after we took, we did some research on Until Freedom. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So we're gonna dig in. So uh, get ready. We're gonna take a little break, and uh, we're gonna dig in for uh, a, a good convo on black politics in the in, in the contemporary moment. All right. Peace. Peace. What up, what up, what up, everybody? Peace. We're here for the second segment of episode 12. And we're going to be uh, talking about Breonna Taylor. And, uh, of course, this is the black woman, our sister, that was murdered back in March. And uh, since then, uh, Louisville, most prominently. Yes. But as well as uh, at different moments, at different highs and lows, the national uh, movement has uh, really lifted up uh, Breonna Taylor's case. And, uh, yeah, uh, it's good that we, we, we tune back in to what's occurring there. But, uh, but first off, um, like we mentioned earlier, we're going to talk a little bit about the organization Until Freedom and their Brianna Con. Yes. Days of Action. Yes. Uh, but before we get into that, let's highlight uh, somewhat the call of action that they're putting out. I keep you over there. You popping, bro. What's up? No, what's going on with it, Aki? I'm sorry. I apologize. Thank you. Uh, we're going to um, talk about uh, the call to action that Until Freedom has been putting out, as well as uh, other groups and other, you know, uh, groups that's been on the ground since day one, since March. Yes, before, most definitely. Before Until Freedom got there, they've been they've been having these call outs as well. That And that's to put the pressure on the power system there to do something. You know what I'm saying about the officers, the white officers that murdered yes. Breonna Taylor. So, um, like like we said, our, our sister has been murdered. There's been no justice. It's been this long. So no justice, uh, no peace. We ask people uh, like until freedom, uh, like their website asks to call Louisville Mayor Greg Fisher at five zero two five seven four two zero zero three and demand he fire the officers who murdered Breonna Taylor. Uh, we also ask that you call the Kentucky Attorney General Daniel Cameron at 502-696-53-5300. I'm sorry, the last four is 5300. And demand he charge the officers who murdered Breonna Taylor. 
that's a, that's a big one right there. Fuckers need to get charged. Something. If they, you know, what I'm saying, like, if, if that's the reform, you yeah. know, what I'm saying that if, if that's what the people is calling for, he needs to be charged. You know, what I'm saying, and if this system is truly one that can be reformed, as they claim, you know what I'm <laughs> or tr- truly one that can, you know, provide justice for us, in quotes, in in quotes, but you know, uh, then yeah, th- yeah, that needs to happen. Yeah, that needs to happen, right there. The third one they got on here is call the interim police chief Robert Schroeder. At 502-574-7111 and demand he completes the investigation immediately and turns it over to Brianna's lawyers and the attorney general. Uh, so it seems like they're dragging their feet trying to um, adjudicate the case. Exactly. Trying to wait till maybe some of the pressure falls off. So uh, and, and that's really some of the, the the positive aspect of until freedom's worth that we should highlight. They definitely that them you know. along with other groups in Louisville, from Louisville, grassroots, you know, connected with Louisville, uh, have been you know trying to do, and that's uh, you know keep this uh, this case, this issue, and Brianna's uh, life, you know, what I'm saying, and yeah. her name at the forefront, and uh, trying to push for justice. So um, yeah. Uh, anything you want to just tag in it I mean, so far right here? I, I mean, I, I definitely uh, agree with that, you know, highlighting um, and keeping her name in the public, demanding justice for her. It definitely needs to be done, especially when you take out a sister. You know what I'm saying? I, I feel we need to be doing a little bit more, you know? Mm-hmm. But I feel that way about, you know, all the murders of our people by police, mm-hmm. you know? Um, but you know, I like all things. There's always a flip side. So, mm-hmm. you know, just Brianna Khan and some other stuff. Yeah, that uh, it, it threw me off. You know what I'm saying? Because uh, why I don't I don't think that Tamika Mallory is a revolutionary black nationalist. We don't share exactly the same politics. True. I do remember that Tamika Mallory, who's a co-founder of of Until Freedom. Yes. Uh, you know, former executive director of the National Action Network, also was uh, a co-organizer of the Women's March on Washington. That was the largest ever political march. Yes. Protest march in the U- the, the United States history. True. Uh, Tamika Mallory is also the person that uh, was somewhat of a controversial figure in the Women's March movement, in the sense that um, she. Uh, was unwilling to denounce Louis Farrakhan and her relationship with Louis Farrakhan. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think some Jewish members, uh, or maybe I should say Zionist members, yes. of the Women's March movement uh, came at Tamika Mallory for that. And, uh, you know, we're not going to get in a conversation today about the anti Semitism or lack thereof with Farrakhan and the NOI. Yeah. Uh, but of course, Tamika Mallory shouldn't be policed in such a way. Yeah. As far as her participation in the event, you know. Especially if it was supposed to be done in woman's solidarity. I don't, I mean, and of course, that, that also points to a lack of self determination or autonomy given to black people. Say, mm-hmm. Tamika Mallory is a leader that uh, the black community has identified. You know, white people don't get to choose, you know, uh, who's going to represent us in a coalition or not. You're going to take who we send. Mm. But, of course, that's not the way that, the you know, the organizing or the or, or the, uh, the building of that coalition took place. Of True. course, uh, it's much more complicated than uh, than that. 
but uh, that's not the discount to Mika Mallory's leadership. Yes. Uh, at all, because um, clearly, uh, until freedom has had a positive effect, and they've done work. Exactly. Done some decent work. Um, I, I also seen until freedom, until freedom, they've done some positive work in raising up the call for justice for the prisoners and parchment and parchment in Mississippi. Yeah. So um, they, they've been involved in, in a couple of different locations uh, around the country. And it seems like uh, a few months ago or at some point uh, between, you know, March and now, they they decided to, um, what, did they, what did they say? How did they frame it? They decided to occupy, as an organization, uh, Louisville. Uh, may, maybe occupy is the wrong word, but to stay there mm. until freedom, you know what I'm saying, hmm. is, is, is brought about uh, for yeah. Breonna Taylor. That's why you see... Uh, a lot of uh, you know uh, they're behind a lot of the actions that are making news and, and keeping yeah. Brown Taylor's uh, name out there. Uh, I'm not a, I'm not as familiar with the march on Frankfurt rally. Uh, I'm sure I, I seen and, and heard about it on Black Twitter when it was going down. But uh, the Louisville 87. I think I think this is on their website until free. I think this is referring to the 87 people that were arrested. Yes. Uh, I think they were outside of the attorney general's house, maybe. Yes. Or a similar location. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they were arrested protesting for um, the murderers of Brown Taylor to be, you know, brought to justice. Yes. And uh, there were some famous people arrested there too. I know. So uh, you know, so so you know, seeing the Brianna Connor scene and then researching until freedom, mm-hmm. it, it helped me connect some dots. Just in terms, okay, until freedom is the group that's been behind some of the stuff I haven't seen in the news. True, indeed. And and, and this stuff has been having a you know An effect on them. It's been putting pressure on the system. It has been putting pressure on the system. You know what I'm saying? So. Um, all that being said, you know, uh, we want to talk about the good first, but, you know, let's talk about some of what about the Brianna Khan stuff that troubled us. You know <laughs> yeah. what I'm saying? So, Aki, t- take it off right here. You know, uh, when you've seen these flyers, you know what I'm saying? You know, what uh, what would you think? Um, you know, uh, I seen it and um, you told me to look for something, mm. you know, so I looked at it and I seen, you know, the participants Yandy, you know, from uh, Love and Hip Hop. Uh, some other lady, uh, Figaro, and and then um, Portia Williams. You know, I read the names, of course. And then in the background, in a faint image, I seen Breonna Taylor. Yeah, so you got the three, uh, I, you know, political media stars, it seems. The media stars. Yeah. Uh, their opacity. If we're talking about Photoshop, like edits, yeah, 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 yeah. They, yeah, they, yeah. they had about seventy-five percent opacity. They kind of blended in with the purple black ground a little bit, right? But Breonna Taylor, she back there, faint as hell on this flyer, bro. Yeah, they got her like barely. You know what I'm saying? You got to really look to see her there you in know, the background, creeping. You know, my artistic vocabulary ain't as good as, as Sunday's, but he hit it right on the note. There you go. You hit it I, right I, on the note. I, I, my copy of Photoshop is bootleg, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but we learn as we go. There we go. Uh, but there, there's more to it than that, than this, just Breonna Taylor's image not being centered and being in the background. That definitely conveys, that, that's definitely troubling in and of itself. Then you have the corny name of this event. Uh. This event for is August 22nd. So it, t- it took place a few days ago. It's called Taylor Made. Of course, this is playing off Breonna Taylor's last name. Taylor Made Women's Empowerment Event. 
and the subtext for it is beauty, beauty, money, money. and justice. Beauty, money, and justice. Oh, that got capitalism all over it. You know, that's just a nasty game, it seemed like to me. Bro. Oh, just, it's all on it. I ain't going to say it is, but it's, no, no, fuck that. Talk like a duck, walk like a duck, you're a duck. And then the, the next day, and we seen some of the video from this event. It, it did bring out the community. Yeah. Uh, the Bree BQ event that took place yesterday, Sunday, 20, the 23rd. We seen the pastor that's part of United uh, or Until yeah. Freedom. Yeah. Uh, he said some stuff like, uh, we want to forward the idea that black joy is resistance. Yeah. And I, I, Yeah, black joy as resistance. I don't know what the hell that is, Aki. Yeah, I'm not I'm not with the, that that type of frame of thinking. You know uh, what I'm saying? I, like, look, I'm not a postmodernist in that type of sense. I, I, I Maybe we can keep joy and healing and that type of stuff. You know, does, does that have to be connected to resistance? You know what I'm saying? Like, like, do we have to make resistance mean anything black people do that makes us feel good? I think that's I think that was more of a that, you know, maybe that may be the whole event, but it's more of a quelling down of the fire that's already sizzling in that town. You know. Yeah, and we do have to talk about this, uh this Brianna Khan. It seemed like it was organized pretty quickly after the Not Fucking Around Coalition. Was just I, there. Was just there with the rifles, marching on. You know some of these same locations. You know, so yeah, that's definitely part of the conversation. I know our listeners. If if you've been listening, you definitely remember us talking about the not fucking around coalition. Um, I think a few occasions, and what they've been doing. Um, the, and I and I've always I sort of looked at it this way, and this ain't the whole total aspect of it. This is something I thought about before in my mind that the the groups like the Panthers won the people over with service. Mm. Yeah, that's true. They won them over with service. You know, they started these free breakfast programs and these goat giveaways in schools and political education classes and things as services to the people. Mm-hmm. And it was backed by an ideology they had that was to some extent from the people because you can read their 10-point plan. That was their ideology. That was it. And leadership came from serving the people's needs and representing the people's interests. And, run, and, it, and they came right? from amongst the... Yes. And they, it came from amongst the people. Now, in this moment, it seems leadership is given to the people that can garner the biggest platform. Yeah, yeah. The biggest... media the outside. The big, who, who can garner the biggest media platform? Who has the most... Followers, even if they're disconnected, Likes, trends, exactly. tweets. That's who's given, and that's who's looked to now for political leadership. Mm-hmm. And I'm concerned in this situation just because we've seen how this can play out, how it played out in Ferguson with Black Lives Matter I, I, from I, outside groups coming in. Now, I, I'm not. I don't want to cast any aspersions and say that's what's happening. I'm just saying we should be comfortable enough and critical enough. To be looking at this situation and asking these questions, you know, in 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 not a fear, but of concern, it could happen again. Because of mm-hmm. course, if we're not, uh, you know, uh, attentive to it, it's going to happen again. That, yeah. that that that's how the beast that we're oppressed by operates mm-hmm. by you know misleading and undermining our leadership and our organizations. I mean, you know, um, in you know. Going at this, you know, going at the system, we know we got to come in many complex ways. Um, we've always had to, um, to, 
to try to rally our people up for the cause. The, the trend culture does do harm. But then I have to flip the script on the black power and revolutionaries. Damn it, we got to step our game up. Mm, that's true. You know, um, we have we deal with a little bit of fear just like other people deal with fears based on what we dealt with in the past. We know if we go out and act a fool, what comes with it? And we got elders. That's why we're doing Black August right now. To honor the elders that sit behind the walls and that's gone. Those are sacrifices that you got to be willing to do. Now we're seeped into capitalism to the extent that we're into now. Now, Brianna Khan, do you think that was in the tradition of Black August? Ah, oh, hell no. No, because that wasn't necessarily... Um, I mean, Black August really honors, to some extent... I don't want to say just armed resistance, but it comes with that concept of armed resistance. Mm-hmm. Y'all ain't talking about by no any means necessary or any other avenue. Um, did you get support to not fucking around coalition? Um, you know, not fucking around coalition would be in Black August. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? For for at least putting it out there, you know. And then I say this: there's no telling where that could go. But the system isn't threatened by that. They just aggravate it. So, it, yeah, I guess I, I when I think about those two groups, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I kind of see the distinction that you make as far as where one would fall in line maybe with the Black August tradition. But the one that talks about beauty, money, and justice <laughs> for its tailor-made oh. Brianna Khan event, it just ring off different. You know, and that that brings up another point. Just because, and it, this is an important point, uh, Tamika Mallory shared that uh, Brianna's family was fine with the name BBQ, and I guess also that means they were fine with Brianna Con as well. Yeah, uh, which is akin to Comic Con. Yeah, it's like that sounds like a convention. Okay, yeah, it's Brianna convention. Whatever that means, bro. Uh, but I mean, just because the family is okay with it, they might be. You gotta. You, you have to understand the positionality. They you trying to keep light on it. You know, they uh, exactly, want the light to stay exactly. on it too. And uh, they're gonna listen to the very the elite black folk with the elite relationships. You know what I'm saying? Uh, that that come and give these them these names. I can just because the family is okay with it. Don't make mean, it okay. Don't make it okay. Don't mean it's the best route to go. Mm-hmm. Uh, that don't. You're right. We right. It don't make it okay. It don't make it okay. Because I mean, it's plenty like this. It's plenty of people, and we've seen this in recent years. And I'm not even saying this with Beyonce Taylor in there. I don't know what's you know. I don't think anything has been worked out there on that level. But we've seen in some past recent events. Well, pretty much the parents cast out. Hmm? They, they gave the parents pretty much cast out. They gave them a big enough check, and they stopped talking. Hmm. You hear no more about them. You know, so and it, it ain't that the parents had nothing to do with it, but it's you know a check that you ain't never seen them type of zeros before change a lot of people. Mm. You know, um, and, and you know we got to think about that sometimes. Now in this situation, I don't know. I don't know. I don't think that's that. At least, and I could be surprised. I could be wrong. I don't know. But, um, 
yeah, they said they co-signed on it. And I guess it was maybe from the perspective that, you know, like I said, they wanted to, you know, keep the, the name alive and keep it out there and keep it going and, and, and the justice. But I'm going to keep it real. Black power and social justice right now is a, um, that's a come up for people, too. But also, I mean, until Freedom's not the only group that's doing stuff in Louisville. So, I mean, yeah. the, the, from the family's point of view, I mean, they could, they might, they're probably okay. And I'm thinking multiple different groups to do things in Breonna Taylor's I mean, it's name. probably getting all the shine. You know what I'm saying? Because of the celebrity they got. You know, they got... Now, the crazy shit is this. The celebrities they got, you know, they got Yandy and Portia. I have no idea who those people are. I know. I You know, I didn't, you know, you're sitting at a... Or you went, my, I went to my niece's house and she up in there looking at Love and Hip Hop. I don't know which version, whether it's New York, Atlanta, or both. And you sat there watching for a couple of hours. I was babysitting and she, you know, she was doing hair. It was cool. You know what I'm saying? I was messed up. I was focusing on my nephew, but I seen it. Mm-hmm. And um, and really because it was rappers in there. I guess she used to be a manager or something for Jim Jones. But anyway, you know, they both on the show. Anybody who's seen that show, they know it pop off there. And I guess they went down there for that joint. They was in that 80. They got arrested, mm-hmm. you know. And um, I guess they gave them credit. So you're telling me these are reality TV stars? Yeah, yeah, these reality TV stars. Um, um, and it, I guess you know they got arrested. So I guess with the pit street, they people can say, well, you know, we I went up there and I got arrested, and you know, um, I, I I've never known them. It seemed like some reality stars would sit in the room and come up with Brianna Khan, Taylor Made, and Brebecue. Well, first of all. When you hear, when I heard the, what was that? Um, beauty, money, and justice. Get the hell out of here, bro. I knew. And then I seen them, I was like, yeah, that's probably what a, okay, yeah, that's what it is. But how is this woman's empowerment? I don't know if it's woman. I don't know if they're doing it for that purpose or not. I mean, that was the name of the event. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 the, yeah, yeah the, the, the August 22nd event was tailor-made. Women's empowerment. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. I, and I then the know. subheading, the next heading was beauty, money, and justice. Yeah, okay, yeah, you're that right. That seemed like a boondocks take <laughs> on bougie black politics. Say Riley and Riley, they're going in, they're going ham on that it. Yeah. Like, that seemed like Aaron Magruder wrote that into a script for a boondocks episode where they're poking fun at that type of politics. I mean,. It's definitely it's definitely rooted in black capitalism. Uh, um, is that nobody caught that, or or were they just so, you know, so focused on how can we make her name trend? It could be the case. Um, if, and I say this, if, and this is my opinion, if it was, it was geared more that then all of that was geared towards ladies. Mm-hmm. And of course, it says women's empowerment. So of course, yeah, it was geared towards ladies, mm-hmm. and I guess they feel that maybe those ladies can draw masses of ladies out there. Now, when like, okay, that's a good point, Aki. You do the tailor made joint, but then it's like, okay, then you say it's based, that's women. You're basing it on women's empowerment for women's empowerment, and then you got love, money. Injustice. Maybe and you strike. You striking at a good point, Aki. I don't know how you put that. I mean, because look, 
maybe some women are confused at the way we package some of our as men we package some of our revolutionary radical politics in certain cultural forms and, and that's why I said that yeah because and, and, and I gotta remember that it's, it said a women's empowerment so it ain't for dudes <laughs> you know right. what I'm saying it ain't for us we don't need to be coming up in there let them do their thing that's true but in the same way I would be curious to see really what comes out of that because okay beauty money and justice those are all real strange contradictions in America you know what I'm saying like okay I, and I'm thinking from my, my like, is, is that really the conversation we need to be having? One that, in a roundabout way, tries to connect beauty, money, and justice. I don't it, even know it, how beauty. Now, is, that, is that like, like, of course, you're gonna have to talk in circles and say a whole bunch of logical shit, probably, to connect all them things, and in some way that actually honors Breonna Taylor. I don't even think it would be done. But like I say though, they ladies have a better way, I guess, of acquiescing information. That's true, Aki. To ladies. And so maybe if there's a message in it, maybe they could possibly or potentially um, get a message across. I just don't know what that is. See, I'm thinking from my man logic. I'm like, well, nigga, you talking about justice. Well, yeah, justice and money go together because, God damn it, they need to give us reparations. So where the money? That's how I'm giving my justice. Give me my damn money. But then I'm like, well, the beauty come in at. And I'm, and, like, I can't make it. I can only take it to some gangster shit. <laughs> before I can, you know, to, before I can really make sense of it, maybe that's my man mind logic working. So, you know, I mean, we got to check out the events, mm. see what they're talking about, you know, um, because the, the catch is that if it becomes about, um, if that becomes a thing and they just start getting there and get to uh, talking about. Well, I mean, I guess it's for women, so it's going to talk about all women's issues. Uh, and look, until freedom was only representing a small sliver of the black nationalist or black radical tradition in terms of what they're asking for. I don't, and, I say uh, I don't in terms think of, they nationalists. No, they ain't nationalists. If they, they, uh, they ain't talking about a separate... Okay, I'll I, I give you that point. But I mean, and that, that's a good point, because they're only talking about, you know, punishing officers and, and reforming uh, an endemically racist policing system, right? Now, we, we know the conversation got to be much broader. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, yeah, with all that being said, and you're right, um, as men, you know what I'm saying, black males, mm -hmm. we definitely got to recognize our position in critiquing uh, such an event for women's empowerment. Um, it, you know, uh, I think I think what you said is good. We got to, uh, you know, uh, make sure we check it out once we can uh, mm -hmm. I know we're more so reacting to the presentation you know and these flyers which have an effect and deserve our attention yeah. but yeah I mean I mean I say it like this um people gonna there's potential for anything mm -hmm. in this you know um I think that you know we have to, especially as men, in the sense of men, you got to galvanize men and get men involved in this. Mm -hmm. Because, sad to say it, the system fears when they see us. Mm -hmm. I, I'm sad. To, I'm sorry to tell you, when the system look at what, they, what they're doing, and I think this is some of this value that get, gets thrown at black women, and it's not because of them. 
But the system is patriarchal. And it just looks at you like you aggravate. Get up, mama. You aggravate. And damn it, I'm tired of hearing them. Just play some shit and get it over with. Men, on the other hand, going out and riled up like that. That's a whole different perspective. You see, the media seems scared of, you know, problems aside. And there are problems, you know, that maybe we could identify with the Not Fucking Around Coalition and, you know. See, the Not well, Fucking I mean, Around Coalition coming to town, it's... It, the media treated it differently. There's yeah. not a, it's not an embrace. Yeah, and they and they try not to even. It's funny because I look at like some of the black MSNBC shows and stuff just to see if they was gonna talk about it when it was going down. And the funny thing about it was is that like they didn't even they mentioned it surely, but they didn't even go into it. They didn't want to even give a entertain or give them that type of shine because it's like on national news you'll be you'll be you know not to some extent promoting a black militia. Right. You know, and if black black men, we like statements that's quite different than statements of, you know, like the Brianna Khan. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. I think that, you know, black men being socialized at, as part of a group that is more outgrouped yeah. within American patriarchal white colonial society. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Uh, how it targets and outgroups black men is in, in a unique, to a unique and elevated degree. Degree. Yeah. Now, uh, as a group, if we're not seeing our interest represented or even uh, faked towards by the Democratic Party, you know what I'm saying. It's really no question or, or no wonder why we're not as apt to support it. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's always going to be like that with with us because I think black, and if we can look at just the movements. Mm-hmm. You know, black power was a movement that had sisters and brothers in it, but it did have probably majority brothers at certain points in time. It depended on the organization. We it depended know that, on the organization yeah. in the city. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it was always more attractive to black males, and I would say it was attractive to sisters but also, it was attracted to sisters through black males. It, it was attracted to sisters. It was attracted to sisters that appreciated how the black power movement empowered black masculinity. There you go. Because and, and so it's like okay, and, and you said it better than me on that one right there. So like you, that right there is something that we. Dive, I mean, you know, I don't. I, I, I mean, we did the sit-ins and shit. You know, we did all of that before. Hey, uh, bro, that gets us to a conversation about the Democratic National Convention, the Democratic Party. And, oh, you know, wow. we, we already know uh, that they leveraged so much of black male bodies. You know what I'm saying? Dead black body, dead, dead black male bodies. You know what I'm saying? We know about how movements have catapulted our bo- have catapulted off of our bodies. As usual. Uh, and we, we see how the Democrats do it, too, about how... Um, you know they use our bodies but not our voices or you know put anything in their platform to really get at our plight the majority of yeah it's just it's weird man that, that, that's crazy and I didn't get a chance to check out much of it but I definitely checked out the clips and it was sort of just like man the same old thing Biden looked like he was going to die <laughs> he looked like the dude from Tales from the Crypt <laughs> yes 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 Yes, that's who he talked. That's who exactly who he looked like. And man, it's like um, maybe you know, maybe this is a learning experience for black people, you know, um, because the way I'm looking at it, this is Kamala's presidency. Yeah, 
This is this is Kamala's president. That's, That's if, the, if the Democrats win, if you know, you're right. I don't. I see Kamala is gonna make. It, but I don't see Biden finishing up this term. Yeah, I don't think he's going to fuck you at all. He looking a little. Biden looking a little, you know, uh, on shaky ground. You know, God, you know, hopefully, hopefully, make it through it. I don't know, but you know, he's looking like he, 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 he almost uh, to the end of the road. <laughs> That's true. Real talk. And then, um, you know, just, you know, the way they, the way they propped it, um, they are banking on the black community, and specifically black women, through Kamala, to try. To um, to try to get this presidency, yeah, you know, um, as I said last episode, the image of her up on stage with her white husband was a total contradiction to me, and I think that it's going to totally put black women in contradiction, mm. black people in contradiction. Period. Not black women, black people, because most of us know we voted for Michelle. This woman is up on stage with a white man. We walking up there. And we calling her sister and shit. You know, like her career doesn't show that she's with us. You know, so only as much as she's had to ha- had to be. And I well, and I'm keeping real, but like, there's a quality to being from the hood. You may have been from the rich part of Compton, but you got cousins from the poor part. You know what I'm saying? You, it, it's a certain thing, you know. When you, when we know you ain't had none of it, you was in Canada. Did you grow up on a black family network that was connected through black institutions? You know what I'm saying? In a black community, like, I like that 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 weighs so heavily. You know what I'm saying? How people are brought up. Was you raised as a black household? You know what I'm saying? Like, and uh, schools, of course, is part of that. Yeah, you know what I'm saying, but we know with Kamala that uh, her her mother cut off their contact with their father. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I mean, well, you know, she went to school in Canada. Mm. I think I think she went to sc- junior high and high school in Canada, and I think then she went down to Morehouse. Not was it Morehouse? Howard. Howard. She went to Howard from there. You know. So I, I key. Let's uh, let's go ahead and 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 head towards wrapping it up. Got for this you. episode um, What are some Final thoughts uh, On uh, Brianna Khan And uh, Until Freedom And um, You know The leadership Of some of these orgs Like uh, You know Until Freedom Or BLM I At mean, this moment I think you know um, Right now You know This 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 was a, This this event Threw me off With Brianna Bri- Khan mm-hmm. uh, Prior to that They seemed to be Doing pretty decent work mm-hmm. Um if you're going to do shit like this, you better make sure you're still doing that consistent, decent work that you're doing. But um, just beware, you know what I'm saying? Because celebrities will come in and steal it from you. Mm-hmm. And, and they'll be working for them boys. You know, and that gets us to a, a larger conversation of what does grassroots mean? You know what I'm saying? Because if it, are both the SCLC and SNCC grassroots in the same way? Mm-hmm. And I, I think that's maybe a historical question, you know, that we have to take on in a, in a deeper level to really explain. I think but, they got to be more of a thing of this. It's, it's, and in this situation, it's going to be about what you leave. Mm. Are you going to leave an institution there that carries on the fight for other people 
and justice for your people in the country. Mm-hmm. We got we as a as a movement as a people got to start. We got I think we got to hit that point. Well, wherever we when you do go somewhere and you start something, you leave something there. Mm-hmm. So when you go on, the fight still go on. Right. And you don't get taken over by charlatans and capitalists and exploiters and whoever else. That's a tricky game to play, mm-hmm. you know. But um, you know that's that's all for us today. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm glad that y'all came and spent the time with us on episode 12. Yes, sir. Um, giving you fire this time. Um, definitely be watchful. If I'm giving anything, I'll be watchful for a celebrity takeover. Be watchful for misguidance of a movement. You know, be watchful of the coiling down of the fire that's sizzling in the people because it sort of seemed like it was something that sizzled out in the fire and the people that was coiling up. You know, we just got to be watchful. You know, know who our enemies is, know who our allies are, and, and stay on point. Mm-hmm. And with that being said, we're going to leave y'all with Free the Land. Free the Land and peace. Peace.